Hold on to your mug. We're in for a wild night. Greeting, traveler. Welcome, 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 everybody, to episode 64 of Born to be Wild, a wild exclusive Hearthstone podcast where we have fun hanging out with friends, talking about the wild format of Hearthstone and spotlighting members of the wild community. I'm your host, as always, Nate Wolf. It is great to be back on another beautiful Friday evening here in Portland, Oregon, joined by my good friend Hydralis. Kyder, how are you doing tonight? I am doing awesome, coming at you from uh, just a little north of Nate up in Canada, A. Eh? Um, it's it, it's kind of beautiful. It's a little dreary, but it, it's been hot, so so I'm, I'm pretty pretty relaxed to have a little cool evening, and I'm stoked for the show. We've got a really cool guest. Why don't you introduce him for us, Nate? Yeah, we've got a really special guest joining us tonight. So he's uh, he's a top legend, wild Hearthstone player. He is currently top four in our listener series. And uh, coming to us all the way from Australia, welcome to the show, Maxibon. How's it going? Yo, it's going pretty good. Yeah, we're excited to have you on. Yeah, so excited to. Um, uh, so, yeah, yeah, I've been wanting to do it for like a year now, and now I actually get to do it, so that's sick. <laughs> cool. Like <laughs> that's that's exciting. That's exciting. Hey, for people who may not be familiar with you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, just as much or as little as you're willing to share, but mostly like, uh, how did you get started playing Hearthstone? What is it about the wild format that you like? That sort of thing. Okay. Well, so I started where, so my, my dad and my brother were playing and I'm like, oh, sick, what is this? So I first started playing card games like Magic the Gathering. Um, and my family was pretty into board games and card games, so I'm like, alright, I'll give it a shot. And I was really hyped on Shaman. I made some terrible elemental Shaman. Hmm. But uh, I just enjoyed playing with, like, my brother and my dad. Um, but eventually I got kind of bored because I was bad, so I stopped for ages. Um, and I came back, and as soon as I saw, like, I was watching videos of Solomon, like, Ruffle and stuff, and they were doing Wild... I was like, oh my god, this is so much better than standard. And immediately, like for my birthday, I, I got like all the um, all the wild cards and stuff. So I um, got really into wild and it was so much more fun because you got to do this crazy stuff and you got to build your own decks with like so many more cards. So um, ever since I've been like, oh, standard is so much worse than wild. Why not play with every card, right? That's so, why great. not. Yeah, <laughs> I started doing wild. So did you play? I just don't see how you can rather play standard <laughs> <laughs> right did you play through any of the uh the solo adventures yeah yeah so on my birthday i got like all the adventures and i played through them and got the legendaries but the first one i did um was when i played standard but i got it um because i just wanted free dust so i dusted like double arcane giant and barns and all that stuff oh no now because i had to craft the arcane giant but um, all the other stuff I, I kept, so um, my collection's growing because uh, in Wild, it's much easier to have a larger collection because you don't have to dust everything um, and, like, craft a bunch of stuff every season. So, yeah, whoever doesn't play Wild, you got to play Wild. It's so much better than Standard. True. Wise words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
It's so true, though. You can build a collection. Like, yes, it takes time, but they, they don't go away. Yeah, I mean, exactly. spoilers. Um, sometimes they do. <laughs> Uh, yeah. but but uh no in 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 general it's it's such a smart idea so was this your first blizzard game that you played then um was it i i think i i think maybe it was but uh it it wasn't the first one i actually got into like i i got into overwatch and diablo and stuff a lot more before i actually got into hearthstone cuz um i wasn't like like it was way more mentally challenging to play a card game so like at the like like when I was younger, it was pretty pretty hard to understand, and so it wasn't that fun. So I'd rather just play like Overwatch with my brother or Diablo with my brother and my dad. Um, so yeah, it wasn't the first Blizzard game that I actually got into, but it might have been the first that I ever actually tried. Oh okay, yeah, I can definitely see that. It's um, the reason my wife doesn't play Hearthstone. She plays World of Warcraft, but she doesn't play Hearthstone because she says she has to think too much. that's great i yeah that's so cool that you play with your dad and your brother i think that's kind of how i got into it was my my brother uh played and 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 i saw it and was like oh wait this is really cool i want to (laughs) play and that's awesome (laughs) so are they uh playing at the same like competitive level as you or they have they kind of moved on to other things well, Seb, uh, my brother, has definitely moved on, unfortunately. Um, he was playing, like, DMH Warlock, and we all weren't that good. But re- he told me that he got, like, rank 12, and I was like, oh, my God, rank 12. And this was on, like, 20 was the worst rank. Mm-hmm. But I was like, rank 12, that's crazy. And he was, like, so good. Um, and Dad dad got Dad Legend, so. Yeah. That's, that's- in um i don't know if he did it in wild i think he only got dad legend and standard which is technically harder so yeah dad was dad was a god gamer he got god like he got dad legends right like just before me because i was playing um that evolve shaman because evolve was moved to standard for a short amount of time mm-hmm. and so um that's that's when i got dad legend as well and getting actual legend was unheard of at that time for me and my family but um, yeah, so dad, dad is pretty good. Uh, just a tiny bit behind me, and Seb doesn't play because he's a noob, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's what our kids say about us when we're not around. <laughs> oh, that's that's great. Hey, um, so let me ask you a question. You went from um, kind of playing casually, and you mentioned like rank twelve to now you're one of the top legend players in the wild format what uh you know how how would you describe that kind of journey of of like hitting legend for the first time and then climbing the ranks like how did you learn and and uh, how did you keep getting better that's a really good question because it was quite random how i suddenly got better actually um so the first time i hit legend i copied that uh some mech paladin and Mm -hmm. um when I first hit Legend, I thought I was, like, the best player ever. I was like, ah, at this level, it, there's no luck. It's like, I mean, no, no, there's no, there's, it's, all, it's, all, it's all luck, whether you win or not. Because, of course, we're making the best plays every time. But, you know, still, I wasn't that good. But um, <laughs> I, I, I got Legend with the Mech Paladin because it was quite easy to play. You just vomit your whole hand. And um, then I kind of stopped because Demon Hunter became a thing. And I was quite, 
unhappy playing against Demon Hunter. But the, I, I don't really know. It was quite random how I suddenly spiked from, like, really bad to okay to, like, actually good. Because I stopped playing, and then when I came back um, in Ash of Outlands and picked up Pirate Warrior, I got Legend, like, really easily. And then uh, I just took Dark Low Warlock. I think the main thing was Dark Low Warlock, and it was something that I could understand. Um, I'm not sure why, but Dark Low Warlock's the main deck that I could just figure out, like, straight away. And I just climbed, like, with, like, a 70% win rate. So the main thing I, I was Dark Low Warlock was... Um, how I got high ranks and it was it was awesome going from just really bad and just spikes to from really bad to okay to good um I'd say I'd rather that than just slowly get better because it's kind of annoying to just get better by like a few ranks at a time um but yeah I really don't know how it happened it was really random how I just suddenly got a lot better at the game um, I guess Darkler uh, really spoke to you. Was there anybody, any streams you were watching? Or, like, how did you learn to play that, that deck? Um, I think it's mainly just from playing it over and over. Yeah. I actually have stats. I think I played, like, a thousand games in a week. It was or something like that. It was crazy. I was That'll do not, it. Was not <laughs> <laughs> it was too many games. Because, um... I, all I wanted was to get rank one, and um, yeah, it was mainly just from practice playing so much in um, you know, lockdown uh, was was the main thing. Cause cause when I was like okay, I didn't play a whole lot. I'd rather just go outside and hang out with my friends. But when it was lockdown, I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm trying to get rank one legend. It's all I want, and I just played a lot. So I, I guess it's mainly um how much I played and only dark low war because it was my first one k by far. Before I got anything else, like, 400 wins, I got Warlock to 1k, because I was just playing Dark Warlock. So, yeah, maybe it's just because I got addicted to that one deck, because it was so, like, satisfying getting the swing turns, um, was the main thing uh, with how I picked that one up. Cool. Nice. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, I think once you, you know, if you can learn a deck inside and out, you, you know all the plays, you know what you're looking for, you know the matchups, um, and then playing... Uh, a thousand games. I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's incredible. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So you're um, you know, you're in uh, in school full time, right? And and with the lockdown, I imagine that gives you some more time to play. Uh, you're not you don't have to work yet. Is that right? No. <laughs> um. For yeah, in lockdown, I kind of just try to do my school as quickly as possible and i'm not gonna lie i didn't do that well because it wasn't high school yet so it was like i could i could still kind of get away with not really doing it very well because the teachers didn't care as much as in high school where you get like grades and stuff so i mainly just played hearthstone and then for like 20 minutes i did my school so yeah <laughs> i was a bit too into <laughs> that's great have you uh do you have any friends that play um, well, I kind of forced them to play, so they don't really play. It was like, one of my friends, I built them a, um, what was it? I, I built them like some Reno Hunter, and they uh, got like Platinum or something, but I don't know how much they actually like the game, but they're, they're pretty into Magic, because, you know, I was playing Magic before I played Hearthstone, and I still love that game, and they got into that, so I'm like, alright, I'm going to make them play Hearthstone, and <laughs> see if they 
And um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they do enjoy it. And like, uh, a couple. Oh, go ahead, Maxi. Um, just because I I make them basically, I'm just like, ah, yes, this is the game I play. You must download it, and they're like, all right, sure. And so, I think we <laughs> we're all guilty of that, trying to make make your friends play Hearthstone. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, and oh, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna ask. Uh. You know, if you're comfortable telling people how how old are you? I think this is this is kind of an interesting question, just because you're you're really young, but you're really really like incredibly good at the game. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm turning thirteen. What is it? August thirty first. So in like two months, so the last day of winter. So it's a good time when like uh, it's good weather in the last day of winter because it's kind of go getting warmer. Um, but it's still winter, so it's like, it's a good time. So yeah, um, I'm turning 13 this year. Nice, nice. Almost wow. a teenager. That's, that's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Can you remember that far back, Hydra? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can tell you that my, my son is 12 years old. Um, so I get to see what it's like every day. But, um... I will say at at the age of 12, 13... I was just getting into StarCraft and Diablo. Yeah, I so. think I was too. How exciting. Like, what a what a fun what a fun age. <laughs> I it's we got a couple old guys over here reminiscing. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, hey, one one final question before we move on cuz we've got quite a bit to talk about tonight. Um how did you come up with your username? What is what is Maxibon or where where did you come up with that? Oh, well it's kind of simple. At first, I was called Max Meister on Hearthstone, right? Um, and once I hit Legend for the second time, I was like, you know what? If I can get Legend and Standard, I'm going to try streaming. And so eventually, I got Legend and Standard, rah, rah, rah. But, and then I was like, okay, so I'm going to try streaming. And I was called Max Meister because my dad called himself Jess Meister. And I was like, Seb Meister, Max Meister, Jess Meister, the whole fam. But then I'm just called Nin Davy, not like Mum Meister, unfortunately, but whatever. Um, so, uh, I was like, I can't use Maxmeister for Twitch. I can't remember why. It might have been, like, too long or something. But anyway, so I'm like, well, people at school call me Maxibon, because it's like an ice cream, and then it's my name. So it's, like, cool. <laughs> so I'm just like, <laughs> alright, I'll call myself Maxibon. That didn't work, so then I did one, two, three, four. And so, that's the legacy of my name. It's pretty simple. Nice, nice. There's, you know, a lot of people have a story behind it, and it's always... It's always kind of fun to hear uh, what the story is. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. I, I do appreciate that you guys have the the theme going, though, of the Meisters. Yeah. Right? The best. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's pretty cool. I, I, I like that that family connection. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's transition into seeing how everybody's week has been going, uh, what you've been up to either in the game or in real life nate how you been doing what have you been up to yeah good uh just a, you know another busy uh, i feel like i say this every single week but like another busy week at work uh but i've been jamming through mass effect i just beat mass effect 2 i pumped like a ton of hours into it really fun and so i'll start mass effect 3 this weekend uh so that that's been a blast um and then of course the the new set came out and so i've been playing a lot of hearthstone over the past week trying to check out the new cards and stuff um i had a really fun uh co-op session i've been hanging out with a blue train a lot and ben 
and NHL and 6J and some of those folks. Uh, and uh, hit Legend over the past week, so that was fun. Um, nice. Uh, playing Blue Train's Murloc Shaman, and it was great. I This month was rough. Uh, I'm in that like 10-star club still. And of like 14 months in a row now, 10 star legend player. <laughs> and so that, that last like little push is sometimes a grind. And, uh, I had six final bosses this month. It was just really, oh. it was like rough. Um, but the Murloc Shaman, it was fun. And I like, I wanted to play it and I, I need, I'm so close to getting one K with Shaman. I'm at like, I'm somewhere between 30 to 40 wins away. And, uh, and so blue trains telling me like, play this, it's really fun. And it's really fast. It's, it's great. And so I said, okay, cool, but you're going to have to show me how, and it's, I mean, it's really just an aggro kind of tempo based deck. There's definitely important decisions to be made. Um, but it, it's just a, a ton of fun. And the combo of, um, the, the Toxfin with the, uh, oh gosh, what's the card called? Uh, the, Flurgle, Flurgle, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll that'll full clear a board. And there was one game. There was one game where I pulled uh, three Flurgles uh, from the different, uh, you know, random Murloc generator. It was so fun. And so I had an absolute blast playing that this week. And uh, yeah, so uh, I'll talk about the deck a little bit later. But yeah, it's been a great week. Um, Maxi, how about you? What have you been up to this week? Um. So yeah, I have like. So randomly, Corona came up, so I did a bit of homeschooling. So that also meant that I got to play a little more Hearthstone. Um, and when the new mini set came out, there was like a bunch of stuff I wanted to try. But I was also like, all right, how much do I want to tank my rank? So I tried um, Agro Shaman. was uh, a lot of fun this week. Um, because I, I used like, uh, what's the new card? Wailing Vapor and the three mana draw two which gets you some burst, and then you have overload synergy. The elemental can be, like, a, there are so many good elementals, so, so that card kind of carries. And I went about even with it, so it wasn't the best win rate, but I was kind of expecting less when it was Shaman, right? So, like, mm-hmm. anyway, so I also tried Cute Lock, because Ept Hopper, like, the best Cute Lock player ever, friended me, and he co-opted with me, so he helped me play, and he, like, carried me, because he's, like, a god gamer. And he that also helped me that's so cool yeah love it yeah i know it's awesome uh yeah so he helped me with cute lock and odd paladin because those are the like the two decks he plays and um i also tried control priest because i saw corbett was playing like control priest where you run double dirty rat um uh what is it mind render lucia and then double insight and those are the only minions and double raise dead right so that's how you beat combo and then you just have like 27 full or, or what 23 full clears it's insane but it's <laughs> such a fun deck because it's like you think you've lost, and then you just top deck one of Priest's insane clears, and then just swing the board and win. Um, it's kind of like Odd Warrior, but Priest. Um, yeah, so I've tried that, and then also Tax Paladin, because I don't know if you guys know, but I, I used to play Rally Paladin, that was basically you're on Flying Machine and Double Crab Rider, and then you just give your minions like plus nine attack in one turn. And that was like my favorite deck for a, lo- uh, for a while until it got nerfed. But, uh, so I thought I'd try Tax Paladin, because it's really similar. So yeah, those are the decks I've tried. Um, decent win rate. And then, you know, Darkler, obviously, uh, if I want to get high ranks. So yeah, that was, that was my week of Hearthstone. A lot Very of good nice. stuff. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, well, as for myself, I'm just, I'm happy this week is over. It, it 
uh, it was just so long at work. I've been so busy and doing the thing where I'm skipping my breaks and just working straight through and looking up at the clock and realizing like I, I've barely done anything like towards my goal for the end of the day. And this week, yeah, it's just been, it's been rough. I didn't finish what I wanted to. And so I know next week I'm going in and I'm, my projects aren't complete. So I got to continue on Monday. I was like this close to bringing home my laptop from work and just doing it over the weekend. Oh but yeah. Been there, done that. <laughs> I, like, I decided, like, nah, I, I can't. I can't. Like, yeah, sure, I'll impress my boss, right? <laughs> Get all this stuff done. But <clears throat> I just decided it's way healthier to leave it for Monday. So yeah. I figured that's that's probably the best idea. Uh, so I was working away on my rewards track on Asia. And I hit the level 100 on Asia. So that's triple level 100 on all the, the rewards tracks. For my accounts now. So nailed it. I grabbed uh, Malfurion again. So I've got, I grabbed Malfurion on all three because I've been playing all this Druid lately. And I figured, hey, I mean, why stop a good thing? So uh, that's pretty cool. And uh, I recently started playing a little Hunter because I noticed that Otters had hit Legend with a list that Corbett had created. So uh, I decided to jam that. I, I'd like to get some more Hunter wins too. Hunters, and like I know it, it's usually been one of the more straightforward classes, but it's just like a, another class that I really sort of, I don't know why I would shy away from it, but I, I really didn't play a lot of Hunter. So I'm going to be jamming a bunch of Hunter here coming up as well, just tossing Druid and Hunter back and forth. Um, I did have a hilarious game last night where I was playing the Hunter deck that we'll talk about later. And it was against the the Stealer of Souls Mechathune variant. And it was either... It's got to be turn five. Maybe it was coined out turn four. I don't know. But they they just you know hit the nuts like they always do. And it was played perfectly. They, they had... Uh, it may have been turn six, because actually I think they hemmed it at some point. I can't remember, but regardless, it was perfect. They they annihilated me, but I didn't hit the concede button. I just wanted to watch, and this person accidentally <laughs> played Cataclysm before they played Mechathun. <laughs> Rip. They fully destroyed their deck. They like They did everything correct, and then it was Cataclysm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, did they really? <laughs> That's great. They did all the hard stuff, but they screwed up the two cards. They put it in the wrong order. How? In the wrong order. It, I couldn't believe it. It was so funny. So it just goes to show, man, like never concede. It was so funny. I, like, I, it totally worth it. It That's was totally great. worth it. The APM yeah. decks, I think sometimes you get stressed because you're trying to do so much so quickly. Um, that's pretty funny. I love that. Yeah. But um, that's mostly been my week. I, I want to jam a little more more Hunter. Just uh, it's, it's not a class that, like I said, I played too much of. And, you know, you see a lot of the same things over and over again. And it's just fresh. And what's fun is I like beating people with the deck that isn't necessarily super meta, which yeah. is really cool. 
like it, it's it's a fun feeling and it's it, it's a decent deck and we can talk about it later but uh that's basically been my week i'm planning on jamming it this weekend and just so happy that it's the weekend we can finally relax and do the show so right? all around all around pretty good man very good how about uh we talk about some born to be wild listener series what's yeah. going on there yeah, this is exciting because uh, not only are we we're towards the end, so we're wrapping up week six. We've got two weeks left. Uh, so at the start of this week, well, I guess the other thing that's exciting is we've got one of our top four as our guest tonight. So that's really exciting. I'd be <laughs> curious to get his um, impression of some things. Uh, so at the start of week six, um, the the challenge for this week is called this, not that. And so... Um, Every type of uh, card is allowed. So minion spells, weapons, hero cards, everything is allowed. But here's the rules for this week. Each mana cost can only have the same type of card. So so only minions, only spells, only heroes, or only weapons. And so what we wanted to do is force people to make a choice. Uh, for example, if you're playing Warlock in the five mana spot, hey, if you're going to run Skull of the Minari, then hey, then you can't run Lotheb. You can't run Cube. Um if you want to run Blood Reaver Gul'dan in the 10 spot, you can't run Nizoth. You got to pick one or the other. Uh, and so it, we try to try to, you know, still allow some meta decks or whatever, if you will, but make them suboptimal. So it really forced people to make a few choices. And there were still, I think, some decks that were pretty solid. Big Priest and um, was was very solid and. Um, I think uh, Big Shaman was was pretty good. We had some uh, token Druid was pretty much untouched. Uh, we uh, Electric Sheep City and I cast a match last night, uh, Bane versus Martian Boo. And uh, there was, I don't want to spoil it. If you guys haven't watched it, it'll be up on YouTube uh, by tomorrow. But there was a pretty epic Big Priest mirror, um, which is fun to watch and, and really painful to play. So uh, that was yeah. <laughs> that was pretty fun. Uh, in terms of our top eight going into the week, so we had uh, Maxibon, Corbett, Duo Cat, Martian Boo, Bane, Kenray, Swagwar, and Ben from work. And uh, as of tonight, so we record the show on Friday nights, all of our matches are complete. And so we have our top four right now. And so top four being Maxibon, Martian Boo, Kenray, and Corbett. So, uh, Maxima, next week you'll be facing up against Martian Boo, and Ken yeah, I've already passed him once. Right? Oh, that'll be that'll be a great match. Uh, I'm really excited. Martian is um, uh, a wonderful human being as well. He's a great yeah. guy. So that'll be fun. And then Kenry versus Corbett, and so uh, we'll we'll be in for um, uh, a wild ride this week. I think it'll be fun. <laughs> Um, I do have a question for you, Maxie. From a player perspective, do you have any thoughts on this season? Um, things that you liked, maybe didn't like, things that we could do to improve the next season? Well, so I know you guys already like know this. But yeah, for a lot of people, the last year standing was tough. But like, I get it because you want to try like something that's not Conquest because doing the same thing over and over is kind of boring. And it actually helped me being last year standing because... Um, so I was, it's actually crazy that Kenry and I both made it to top four because we've been helping each other the whole time. And um, we could only really come up with, like, two or three good ideas. So if it was Conquest and we had to win with all of our decks, we had, like, one terrible deck each time. So it would have been so much harder. So the fact that it was last year standing actually made it 
much easier for us. But, like, that's, like, the only thing that people were not happy about. Like, the rest was, like, having restrictions is so good. Having, like, a... It's like adding, you know, three new sets and you have all these new decks you can build. There's so many possible ideas. It's great. And you only have, like, this short amount of time where you have to come up with the decks. It's, like, it's it's a, it's a such a fun, like, new challenge. And, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to join, like, every season. So, it's it's... It's like my favorite tournament by far. Getting, uh, having, having restrictions and stuff. It's awesome. That's great. I'm glad to hear it. That's fun. Uh, we we wanted to do something a little bit different. I think the idea was that, um, you know, THL already exists, and there's, you know, it has a home for competitive tournament style play, uh, and we wanted to do something a little bit differently. And the idea of deck building restrictions means that they're not going to be meta decks. And so, I mean, THL is fun. Uh, I'm, I'm subbing for sheep this week. Sheep is, is on vacation to Oklahoma and I'm filling in for him on THL and, but, but that's kind of what we're playing is, is meta decks. And so I'm playing some Reno priest and secret mage and that sort of thing. And, uh, so we thought for this, Hey, let's, let's do something a little bit different. And we come up with some kind of off the wall ideas and sometimes it's dragon. Sometimes it's death rattle. Sometimes it's all kinds of crazy stuff. So, um, I appreciate hearing your perspective and I think we, we've been collecting ideas for the next season to try to make it even bigger and better. So that's great. Yeah. Um, also, cause we, you know how I got my friends into it. So they don't have like as many cards as me, obviously. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we do just like this, we come up with a restriction. And so we both on my account build like a deck based on the restrictions and we verse. Um, so you can borrow my decks. So we both use my account's decks with like restrictions, and it's so much fun getting to just have like a short amount of time to build a deck with restrictions. And it's like so sick that there's a tournament with prize money that's all about restrictions. It's like my favorite way to play Hearthstone is, de- mm-hmm. is deck building. It's like so perfect <laughs> for me. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, a lot of fun. Like like having a whole new challenge. Because whenever there's a new set, I look at every card as fast as I can and try to come up with new decks. <laughs> That's great, yeah. And you just get to do it over and over and over again, basically. Yeah, exactly. Every week. <laughs> and That's four great. <laughs> I I'm happy that you're having fun. That's that's great. It makes me feel good that we're that we're doing this. Uh it's definitely definitely a lot of work behind the scenes, but uh it's it's all it's all worth it to hear that people are having a good time. So happy about that this week i've got uh, I've, I've got some pretty pretty good ideas because um I, I don't think this gives too much away four of my decks just happened to have the same amount of minions and spells so i have four decks that i didn't have to change at all for this week so um i'm pretty confident going in nice nice set. For the people who are watching or listening, what he's talking about is, so when we're into top four, the deck building restriction for top four is we, we left it pretty open, aside from that each deck has to have the same number of spells, the same number of minions, the same number of weapons, the same number of hero cards. And so you can build whatever you want, but then you, all four decks across the board have to have the same number count of things. And so if you want to put a weapon in one deck, you know, really what it means is like hey if i'm gonna play pirate warrior like then the rest of my decks have to have a bunch of weapons also that's that sort of thing uh or if i want to put a hero in in one deck well now all my decks need a hero um 
and and it also forces things like you know you really can't put two heroes in unless you're going to be you know well i don't think all the classes have to um <laughs> and, and so things like that uh, so it, hopefully it'll make things interesting uh we, we like forcing people to make choices rather than um I don't know. It, there's pros and cons. I think the tighter we clamp down on, on restrictions, it takes a little bit of the creativity away. And so, but this is still an, enough to, to force people to think outside the box a little bit. So exciting. Well, hey, good luck in top four. We'll, we'll be rooting for you. Absolutely. So, and hey, I just, it's a, it's a huge compliment that you made it this far. Cause I think when we started, we had almost 80 people signed up. And so we are now in, uh, going into uh what is week week seven next week top four so big congrats <laughs> thank you mm -hmm. kenry definitely helped because uh yeah we were helping each other literally the whole way through so awesome. yeah that's that's good shout out to shout kenry. out to kenry absolutely yeah. and yeah and if you're watching or listening kenry we'd we'd love to get you on the show sometime as well so we'll we'll reach out um cool well, hey, we got some uh, surprise last-minute news before the show, and it's pretty exciting, so I kind of want to transition over there. We've got a couple of short news stories that we'll cover first uh, and then get into the meat of uh, the news here. So, Hyder, what do we got? All right, well, first up, uh, Blizzard announced that Battle.net will now be a new global Battle.net. So what this means is your friends lists from the other regions are now going to merge into one, which is really cool. The biggest advantage to all this, what's really neat is you can now play cross-platform on other games. Hearthstone already does do its cross-platform thing between you know your phones and your mm -hmm. computer and whatnot. But if you're playing, they're starting with Overwatch. If you're playing Overwatch on your PlayStation, you can now play with your friends on your PC, which I think is super cool because um, I I literally bought that game first on my console and mm -hmm. was bummed out I couldn't play with my friends on the PC, right? So I just think that's absolutely cool. Uh, I would imagine that they're going to move into doing the other games. It said that Overwatch is going to be the first one to do it. Um, but if they're going to move in, because I was really thinking about, because uh, they're releasing Diablo 2 Resurrected. Right? Yeah, because and, they did Diablo 3 on all the consoles. So Yeah, yeah and Diablo 2 Resurrected is supposed to be on a bunch of different platforms as well. So if they make that cross-platform, that sounds really cool to me. Uh, one thing that I really do enjoy about this update is the friends list in Hearthstone region, cross region wise, has been a bit of a pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. Being able to, you'd have to, you know, uh, if you had your friend on, like, say, NA, but you didn't have them on Asia, it wasn't letting you add them. And then you'd have to delete them on NA and re add them on Asia just so you guys could spectate each other, or play together. And it was just being like a, a bit of a mess so now that's been updated if you go and log on your other regions you can see your entire friends list which is was really really cool uh do you guys have any thoughts on this 
so yeah yeah that probably means you can have 600 friends total right surely i would hope but, but that's the thing they haven't mm. they didn't announce it and when we read that article it was missing and so that's what you know we've all been asking for more than 200 friends for ages the friends list has been notoriously buggy and so for the last couple of months like my friends list has said like 214 and i was like there's no way that's correct right there's i know there's a cap um and so my thought was, hey, if you're going to merge three different regions together, then we should be able to have the an extended friends list. But that little bit of information was then missing. So I don't know. I don't know. 200 mm. sounds like a lot until you start playing and interacting with people and then you're doing tournament play and stuff and you can't play with people unless you add them as a friend. And so... And then, like, we make a bunch of friends along the way. And so yeah. I, I, I think that, well, I don't know. I just, I hope, uh, I, I hope that they extend the friends list. Uh, even if it was doubling it would be great. You would, you would think that, because let's pretend you had 200 different friends on each server. Like, what are they going to do? Delete a bunch of them when they merged everything? Yeah, right? I don't like, know. Yeah, it doesn't, that's... See when when I when they merged, uh, it put me up to one ninety five, so hmm. I was just shy of seeing if this worked or not. So if anybody was a little bit higher than than that when yeah. they merged, on NA, yeah, I'm on two hundred and forty apparently. Oh, there you go. So and I can, I don't know if I add someone if it will let me, but yeah, because I had like around like thirty on EU, probably like one on Asia because I hardly played. And then maximum on NA. I had to keep deleting people to friend. So, yeah, someone 240 right now. Uh, I don't know if that's correct, but probably. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Like, I, I hope they do. Yeah. That'd be really cool. I mean, we'll have to we'll have to ask and find out. That'd be really nice, yeah. though. Well, I, I appreciate the, the friends list updates. So, no complaints there. There's always been some weird friends list issues, and I'm happy whenever they do something mm -hmm. to it. So... Looking forward to that. Uh, next up, we have the new dynamic uh, bundles that are in the store this week. So these new dynamic bundles came out. What is a dynamic bundle? Well, basically, it means that everybody gets sort of a different like option and what to pick. All we know is that there's three different bundles, but we only get to choose two of the three. And so if you log on and, and you check out, there's there's three options that you can have. There is Bob's Bargain, which is 40 wild packs, two legendaries, and it's 30 bucks USD. The next one is the Tavern Special. That is 35 Baron's packs, two legendaries. This is also for $30. And the final one is Bob's Bargain. That is 20 Year of the Phoenix packs, and this is... Uh, two year of the Phoenix legendaries, and this is for twenty dollars USD. Did uh, did any of you guys grab this? What do you think about uh, Maxi? Let's start with you. What do, what are your thoughts on these bundles? Um, well, the first thing that I'd assume if there's two things called Bob's Bargain, I, I assume you always get Tavern Special, and then one of the Bob's Bargain offered to you, right? Maybe. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Because I... surely it wouldn't just give you two things that have the exact same name. But um, I rarely buy packs now um, because I kind of have the collection I need. The only stuff that I need to like craft is for the Born to be Wild tournament, right? 
if there's restrictions and I need to make a deck, but I, I have a lot of stuff that I can dust just fine. So I haven't, I, I rarely even go to the shop to like check because I save my gold for like when I actually need it. Because for right now, I have a decent collection. I've, I've spent enough money. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it seems like the two legendary and 20 packs is decent value. I mean, it's 10 more dollars for 20 more packs, I guess, on the the first Bob's bargain. But I'd, I'd probably, if I were to get one, get the 20 packs. Because it's usually enough cards to make whatever deck you're trying to make. If you're buying it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's funny. I didn't even notice that they were both called Bob's bargain. Good pointing that out, Maxi. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when I got to it the second time, I'm like, didn't I read this one already? <laughs> <laughs> nice. N Nate, what about you? Uh, did did you grab any of these? Is this enticing? Yeah, they know they know I'm a bit of a whale, and so I was offered the two bigger ones, and uh, and yeah, uh, I ended up getting them. I didn't really need them, but I kind of wanted the dust. I was hoping for gold, gold cards, gold legends. Didn't get yeah. any, but that's okay. Uh, to be honest, like as a uh, you know. We, we really try hard to push the wild format and support wild community. So especially when I see um, wild packs or wild bundles, like I, I'll buy it no matter what, because I want to uh, strum up interest, let people know that they're interested. I do think personally that if people have like a hole in their collection that they're looking to fill, that the wild packs are pretty good. The, I mean, 40 packs for 30 bucks is a pretty good deal really and the two random mm -hmm. legends um so yeah I, I mean i think it's pretty good i you know I'm, I'm curious to see what they do next but this is neat i just i like i don't know i wish that they would sell some gold ones although last time they sold the gold packs they were so overpriced that it was like i mean it's kind of a waste but uh anyways yeah so i got them i didn't pull anything crazy but um kind of wanted to support the uh, small indie company yeah <laughs> i i grabbed them as well i was offered um not the wild one which is weird but oh. that's fine whatever weird um i was i was so, sorry maxi um it's it's probably just random right so it's it's got to be but it would be nice if it had some sort of algorithm or something that saw that you play wild or maybe Maybe. Yeah, be but um, I, I was offered the other two, the 35 packs and the 20 packs, and I actually did really well. Um, I, I as well got these for dust and it, it paid off because you get the two legendaries and I got uh, two legendaries from each. So that's four. And then I got another four. Whoa. Whoa. So wow. I got eight legendaries total. That's really good out of it so i cannot one there was one pack that had two legendaries in it just oh. one pack so i'm not complaining it was money well spent it basically the idea was uh let's get some dust for like i like my gold cards and when a new expansion comes out i like to maybe pre uh make something in gold before it comes out just so i don't open the regular version kind of thing uh. so that was the idea. I, I can't complain. I, I I I did I did do pretty good. So Hey, that's great. Thank thank you, Blizzard, for cheap packs. <laughs> <laughs> 
quick question for the the wild packs does that mean that you'll basically never just get extra commons because there's so many commons and rares because maybe that means it might actually be worth it because it'll fill up all the cards that you don't have with yeah a, it it should have duplicate protection so you should open cards that you don't have i think that it it gets a little bit weird like if you had a card and then you dusted it yeah. that that it thinks that you already own it still own right. it yeah. yeah i think so but but yeah i mean if you've got holes in your collection the, you know the there's pros and cons because uh there's so many cards in wild and especially some of the older ones who are just vanilla cards are, are very very much pack filler and yeah, so yeah, no, you might you might get stuff that's not good, or your chance of pulling a legend that you don't have is high, but then you're gonna get a legend like the Skeleton Knight that you're never gonna play, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, you know, there's pros and cons, but if you if you're a collector and you're really trying to fill in the gaps, uh, I I think it's it's good for that purpose. This is was scary because it made me want to purchase um, i was offered the wild bundle on asia and eu and it's like ooh, that's perfect <laughs> right but i'm not supposed to spend money on those accounts those are supposed to be free to play <laughs> mm, yeah that's that that's how they get you but it's it's so good though because like you're opening cards that you do not have over and over and over again if you're getting these yeah. wild packs so I think it's pretty neat. I think that simplifies a lot of things. If you do, like, if you're just using your hundred gold to buy these wild packs in general, it sort of simplifies. Oh, like worrying about oh, did I hit my pity timer with this set or did I hit it on that set? I can't remember. Kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you, you could just keep opening these. Yeah, it's probably the best pick uh, if you don't have like most of the cards, because yeah, it, it'll never really get you duplicates. Because for most sets. At least most, all the standard sets I should have duplicate, du all, uh, like all duplicates for commons. So yeah, I'm probably just going to spam wild packs because yeah, that also makes it easier to know if you're close to your, um, your, your pity time. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. All right. Also, one cool thing that, that happened this week is a survey went out to some people. And um, I personally did not get this survey. Nate, you didn't get this either, did you? No, but Sheep got it and he sent it to me. Uh, yeah. I don't want him to end up in Blizzard jail, but but uh, <laughs> I saw, you know, they posted the, the whole survey. Somebody screenshotted it and put up on Out of Cards. And so um, it's there, you know, if, if you guys are interested. But yeah, they went over the whole Mercenaries mode. There's a handful of screenshots and, and they kind of dug into what the format was going to be like a little bit and then they started talking about some like cross um uh like like different um company cross promotional type opportunities which were interesting i don't know i, I mean i'm just excited to anytime there's a new way to play it's always kind of fun so i guess we'll see i didn't get I've the never, survey though i've never gotten one of these is do you get one of those uh like disclaimer things like at the beginning you're not allowed to tell anybody what you what you saw i i've i got one once and i'm pretty sure there was something like that in there but like you have to know anytime this happens like they say that hey hey we're gonna show you this cool stuff that we're thinking about don't tell anybody 
And the first thing that everybody does is screenshot it and then post it all yeah. over the internet. And so <laughs> now where I don't feel too bad is that they said that this mode was supposed to come out this year. We're already in June. So there's only, you know, six more months for, for this to come out. So like, there's not that much that they could really spoil. And yeah. if, if one person didn't, you know, someone else is going to, and it's going to end up on Hearthpone or out of cards or top decks or one of those sites. And so, um, you know, I, I feel like, well, cool. I got to see sheeps, but his is not the one that's posted up all over the internet and we're not sharing it here. Uh, <laughs> but it's on out yeah. of cards if you want to read it, it's, but it looks like fun. You know, I mean, it, it looks like an interesting game mode and, uh, I don't, I don't really know what to expect. Um, I guess once we get more actual details, not just from a survey, we could discuss it more, a little more in depth. But from what I did see, it looked pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, I enjoy like when I'm like tilted or something or bored of wild or standard. I, I like going into solo adventures and just trying because there's so many different things you can do. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I just randomly was like, oh, let's try the Boomsday puzzles. And um, and they're so much fun trying to solve the puzzles. And so now I've got them all done. And I still want to beat all the um, bosses in the Witchwood, because then you can verse Hagatha. So, like, I have a lot of stuff in Soul Adventures that I can do if I'm bored. Like, there's a lot of Soul Adventure content. So, there yeah. Really is. Yeah, I, I totally recommend it. I, I used to do that a lot. If you uh, beat them in Heroic Mode, typically you'll get a card back to unlock. And uh, that's always fun for me trying to uh, like way back in the day, like heroic next Ramus was so hard when the card pool was so small. It's a little bit, a little bit different now that we have a larger card pool. Uh, but yeah, yeah. You, you could probably just play the best deck and probably do pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll say for, um, I'm, I'm happy that I did the, Knights of the Frozen Throne one because uh, mm. Arthas so sick, and you get a bunch of packs as well. Yeah. That one, that one's definitely worth it. Um, I just looked up like a guide for the priest. Um, so, so the Lich King right gives you like a disadvantage at the start of the game. He just says for priest, shut up, priest. You can't use emotes. That's the only thing he does. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny though. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just did um, topsy turvy priest for that one. Uh, my favorite, one of my favorites. And hit him with a four thousand damage boar, and and then I did a bunch of Merlock decks. Nice of the frozen Thread is definitely worth it for a solo adventures. I love well, it. Also, you, you get the you get your death knight from doing it, right? Yeah, at the start for free, you get a death knight. That's so right. Sick. I forgot about I that. Got and I dusted it. I I, oh, no. I was a player, <laughs> and I was playing it for a bit, and I'm like, oh, this card's not that good, and I just got rid of it. Like, why? Oh, it was, <laughs> I, I deeply regret it. I'm, I'm pretty sure I had to craft it, uh, so. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well. I'm happy about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's all right. Um, I got the dust I need, but, like, damn, it's, like, the best DK. There's there's only, like, two, three good DKs. The Priest one, the Druid one, and the, the Warlock one. Yeah. And which one did you get? I, I got the Warlock. Oh, you um, got the Warlock one. Oh, oh, it's so good. Sad, sad. Oh, no. I definitely would have dusted the Priest DK, because that... It isn't even flashy. I'm just like, what? Two damage? Ah, <laughs> right, right, in the trash. I dusted everything. It was it was really bad. Very uh, uh, impulse. But, you yeah, live, I, I just, you learn. Yeah, I learned my lesson, I hope. 
Yeah, that's pretty funny. Hey, you <laughs> mentioned playing Topsy Turvy in the solo content, and I actually think that's a really smart choice because when you're playing on ladder, you have the timer going, so 90-second turns and the rope and all that, but when you're playing the solo content, there's no timer, and so you want to have, like, an APM deck. Like, there's no... you you can stop whenever you want like so you're talking about your four thousand damage board like that's awesome yeah yeah i, I did that against innkeeper because i was doing like a video and like some tutorial on how to do it because i want to do some youtube oh my youtube videos are so bad I, I i made my latest youtube videos just i i wanted to share something with my friend and so i just made a youtube video so i could share it with him and i never took it down or privated it so that's my latest youtube videos just me talking about some schoolwork. So, yeah, very good. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, well, up next, we have something that has never, ever happened before. Cool. We all know that the meta has been a little different. So we got a tweet from Hearthstone that uh, decided to address this. And their tweet dates... We will be banning Stealer of Souls in Wild in a small update next week. Stealer of Souls will still be player in other format played playable in other formats and will be eligible for a full dust refund for two weeks after this change goes live. That's so great. we we have the first banned card in Wild history. Wow. It's like a new precedent. That's crazy. Uh it, yeah. It really, really is. And that's a good point when you say a new precedent because this opens things up now. Uh, I don't know if they're planning on, you know, this is sort of a one-time thing or they want to be able to do this going forward. I don't know what their plan is, but obviously they seen this as something that was just so, you know, meta-warping that they needed to do something and it's gone like it's literally as soon as the patch goes live it will be gone right yeah <laughs> this one's tricky because the card's really bad in standard whereas like something like dark Light was also a fine card in standard so it kind of warranted enough something like hysteria kind of warranted enough anyway so it was like easy you just nerf it but this they, it's kind of a cool card for standard and standard players want it and you don't want to nerf the wild cards like Nothing Violet Illusionist really. Nothing Malganus that hurts other decks that are cool. So it was it was tough, definitely. So banning is kind of the easy way out, but it might also be correct. And um, yeah, a lot of there's been a lot of new stuff going on in Hearthstone. Like in the past, like six months, there's like you know, or like last year or whatever, new class, you know, new legacy corset, new mode. All this crazy stuff has been happening recently. And yeah. I'm kind of not too surprised that they're also starting a ban list. Yeah. Um, let me I mean, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, let me give you my hot take on this. And from a project management perspective, okay, this is a, a lot of what I do at work. And so here's, here's my take on this. The reason that I think that they did the ban instead of, instead of a nerf is because the deck has become meta warping in a very short time, right? The, the uh, mini set has been out for one week. Uh, just over a week and this deck has kind of caught fire it has warped the meta uh, of course it you know when you look at the win rates it's not that good maybe but it feels super bad to lose to when they look down that list of 
cards or uh, cards to nerf. Like it checks all of the boxes, right? Uh, and then we've seen a couple of creative suggestions in terms of um, nerfs. I think I really liked Martian Booze, which was, hey, just make it so that if you're immune, you can't spend health. Uh, like you can only spend health if you're not immune. Now, oh. which I think is a great idea. So like, hey, then the card still works. You just can't use its ability if you have Violet Illusionist or Malganus in play. Uh, but but here's the here's my thought from a project management point of view. Implementing a change like that takes a lot of time from a programming point of view, uh-huh. and they need to address it sooner than later. And so I think if they were to say, okay, you know, programmers behind the scenes go program this, and the programmers are like, uh, okay, it's going to take us a month. You know, and the thought is like, oh, no, 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 no. We don't have time to do that. Well, you know, do you want to do you want it to say give all your charge minions plus one? You know, no. (laughs) So I think that's the the quick solution is, all right, let's just ban it for now. That's that's a super easy thing. Hey, you just can't play it. And then someone had asked Alec Dawson, like, well, what happens when it rotates to wild? And he said, uh, the current plan is to adjust the card at that time and remove the ban. And so I kind of like that. That buys them a lot of time to figure out how they want to fix it. And and then they can adjust it later. Um, mm-hmm. what, I, what I think is funny about this whole thing is that all the Dark Lair Warlock players are, you know, in the back laughing, right? Like, it, it's still <laughs> yeah. the best deck in the format, probably. Um, now, I don't feel that bad about dark lair because it's a really difficult deck to master i mean you take somebody who's a pro at it maxi you know or um gold daniel or glare or somebody who's who's really good at that deck they make it look easy but as a like you know when you're trying to learn it it's a difficult deck to master Mm -hmm. Uh, i understand it's probably more problematic in the higher legend ranks but I don't know. I mean, yeah. that's that's kind of my take on. I I don't feel bad about the like a ban. Um, it's kind of weird. Like I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting something different. But I'm not that opposed to it. What I would be opposed to is if they just start banning cards left and right. Yeah. Um, so. Um. So yeah, yeah. I I agree. Like what what you said is probably very correct. Is like time constraints and stuff, and everyone's complaining and kind of need to happen now. Like with Tiller, it got really bad. So many people were like leaving and giving bad reviews and all that. So yeah, yeah, you're probably correct. And yeah, I, I assume they won't just start banning a lot of cards because, like I was saying before, it, it was a really tough spot. Um, there wasn't too many obvious ways around it that. Yeah, also, with things that they've done to cards before, so it's, like, easier to program because, you know, they've done it before or something like that. Um, so I, I think this is, like, a one-time thing where it was just kind of, like, the, the only option. And so it was, like, kind of unfortunate for Blizzard. So, I, yeah, but if they do stop banning, that would be, that would be really bad. <laughs> yeah, like, I've, I've seen a lot of comments saying it's, you know, it's a cop-out. Like, it's the easy way out. Oh, just ban it. Why don't you guys do your jobs properly sort of thing. And I, to people that are, are, are saying that, I, I want to bring out the point that a lot of the time, the wild community feels like we're not paid attention to, that we're ignored. And, um, hey, guess what? Like, they did something. 
right? (laughs) (laughs) Like they actually did do something and they did it very, very quickly, really. Like we're going to have this for a little bit and it's going to be gone. And maybe it's not the best fix, but they acted really quickly. So like I, I, they are at least paying attention a little, right? (laughs) I sort of, yeah. I feel like, do you, do you want like the perfect fix or do you want the quick fix and you have to choose one? And, you know, I, I think that the quick fix is probably preferable, but to do that without destroying the card, uh, you know, banning seems like a pretty good temporary solution to me. Now, banning until rotation feels a little extreme, but like it solves the immediate problem. Uh, I'm not opposed to it. Uh, my Can only, I s- yeah, I don't know. My only opposition would be if they start doing bans on a regular basis. Although, you know, maybe that is better than destroying a card. I, I was a little bit sad, like when Tiller was a big problem rather than nerfing the card that made you unable to, or made your minion unable to take damage. Like they nerfed hysteria, which was a little bit sad because, uh, I thought the card was really creative and really cool. And I don't like it as much anymore. And I felt like the immune card was, was more of the problem. And so, you know, I mean, it's interesting. It, they're really in a tough spot because the community likes to complain. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, they do. I, it's what? just that's they just the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no way. But I, I feel like we're in a good spot with <laughs> with like Ixar playing a ton of wild lately, and I, I really do have to give them credit. I really think that they're trying hard and that they're watching closely, and that. Um, you know, this this is something at least, and so people will complain, of course, but uh, <laughs> it's definitely a quick fix to the to the problem. And I will be really curious to see what happens when it makes its way back to wild later. An interesting thing that I was thinking about is when they said that it's it's basically it's it's banned all the way until rotation. They didn't say it's banned until we figured it out like yeah. what, what the nerf's going to be. They said till rotation. So I think that's a way of them saying going forward, if we're ever going to be banning cards, this is how it's going to work. Like it is out until rotation because let's say they said it's banned for like the next two weeks till we figure it out, something like that. Then they've now set a precedent that, Oh, it's only gone for two weeks. So they've given us this time frame of it's gone all the way until rotation. So from now on, if we ever see a ban, I would assume that they're probably going to stick to that standard. Yeah, um, I can see that. I don't know. Uh, I will say, I I think it's probably better, like, like maybe not ban till rotation, but like something like two weeks or something short. The thing is, if, if you ban it for a, a decently short amount of time, but long enough for people to kind of forget about it when it comes back it's gonna be like how it was the first day right where it's like new-ish thing because it was gone for a little bit and everyone's gonna start playing it again so it's probably correct to ban it for a, for like at least quite a, like, like a little bit amount of time but yeah. rotate is like a whole year so <laughs> yeah it should have just been like and yeah i think you're correct they're probably gonna every time they're gonna ban something it's gonna be until rotation but well, i think they that way you don't have people asking constantly, oh, when's it coming back? When's it coming yeah. back? 
Like you, you you've banned it. Like when are we going to see it again? When are we going to see it again? Well, we know it's yeah. at rotation. Yeah. Well, and that buys them plenty of time to come up with a creative solution. And I'd rather have a creative solution than a quick one that is probably not as good. So, I you know it is what it is. I think um, I, I'm happy that they responded though. I I don't think that this is something that could have gone on for like long term. So. I'm yeah. happy that Deck is. I hate it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's so, not the not the funnest to play against, but it it I have fun watching people do it. I mean, yeah. it, like at least for the first while, it's like okay, good for you. You're doing the thing. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll let you do it. It's fine. And then it happens ten times, like in yeah. a couple hours, and you're like, okay. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I drop a giant on like turn four, they go dark skies, raise dead, drop another giant, right? So it's like pretty good start. And then they just go, steal our souls, coin plot twist, and I'm dead. So they clear the board into OTK. Like, what am I meant to do? <laughs> I don't even have enough mana to load them. I, I can't do anything. It's so dog. It's really annoying to verse. Because it's like, if they get the good cards, it's more th them playing. But it's like more, more that than any other deck. There's literally nothing you can do. Whereas with, like, some Druid or, like, say you're against Darkler, you can kind of play around it. If you're against Raza Priest, you can play around Anduin. You can, you know, play your lower attack minions. You can play around... If they play Polka, sure, it's a god start, but you can play around it. You can try and shuffle stuff into their deck. You can try and, you know... You know exactly what they have in their hand. There is interaction. There's stuff you can do to try and dodge the god start if they get rfg on one you can assume that it's not any other secret don't play around explosion stuff like that it's mm -hmm. good starts but you can play around it play around the alignment by saving your giants and then load them quadruple giant but anyway um yeah but this there's not you can't do anything there's no deck that can actually do anything so i think it's good to get rid of it because it, it's really um it's it's just really boring, and uh, it's it's annoying. It's getting to like Yu-Gi-Oh levels where you just oh, uh, that's turn. funny. I don't want why. <laughs> it forced yeah. Secret Mage to start running Potion of Polymorph, which is like <laughs> yeah. what now? <laughs> Explosive runes, ex uh, Potion of Polymorph, just anything. <laughs> yeah, counter spells. Counter spells. Yeah. Dirty rat and um, Polymorph Boar or something, so they can rat out the two things. It's it's yeah, it's 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 good that it's gone for sure. Yeah. Well, I think everyone was in agreement that, um, you know, it, it, it's a pretty powerful deck when it goes off. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, if you guys love it, if the, you want to play this deck, I would uh, start playing it as much as you can right now. <laughs> no, um, don't give it a play. <laughs> <laughs> You've got. Yeah, I played it a ton on. <laughs> I played it a ton on day one. Uh, just to kind of see what it was about. I did the same thing with Tiller. And like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw it. Part of learning how to play it is you learn how to play against it. And so that was yeah. good. And I got it out of my system in one day. And um, Yeah, me too. I played the Mechathune version, uh, I, which may not be the best version, but I, I played it a bunch. And yeah, it was fun. Got to experience it. Mm -hmm. For both uh, Tiller Warlock and Steeler Warlock, I played the Darkler version because I'm like, huh. You go Darkler on two, you coin Stealer of Souls, then you go Backfire into, like, Flesh Giant, Flesh Giant, Molten Giant, Molten Giant, Lotheb. Seems good. And so I'm like, okay. But for Tiller, it actually worked, because um, 
you only put like four cards in your deck that actually kind of screw you and Steel Assault still hurts you, so it's kind of annoying. But with Tiller, turn seven, you just win. You, j you just drop a couple giants, do the Tiller combo, and it's insane. Um, and there were there were worse decks at the time. Like, Tiller Warlock Normal was worse than this new Steeler Warlock. But the matchups were all much better. Um, yeah. Whereas now, the decks are a lot faster. The Steeler and Darkler kind of hurts you. There are many more aggro decks that have more burst. So it's in a way worse situation than when it was Tiller Darkler. I, I, I went like 6-0 and in top 10 with Tiller Darkler. It was so good. Like, everyone was just destroyed. <laughs> But um, I, I had a negative win rate, unfortunately, with the Steeler Duck. I thought it was genius, but um, yeah, apparently I was wrong. <laughs> oh, well, you don't know until you try. Yep. Yeah. Well, there we go. The very first ban in Wild Hearthstone history. Maybe setting a precedence. Maybe not. Who knows? Maybe it'll go down in history as the only one. <laughs> hey. <laughs> never know uh, it's probably a good time to transition over over into our uh, meta discussion so nate i see we have a meta report out. yeah so our friends at tempo storm have released a new meta snapshot this week uh just a couple of days ago on june the 9th and um yeah it's always exciting to to see um you know what they choose and what happens uh, of course that the hot news topic in the meta report was the Steeler Warlock. Um, and so they've got in tier one. The only thing I, I wrote down here is tier one. So they've got Dark Lair, Secret Mage, Reno Priest, and Odd Paladin, which seem seem fine to me. I thought it was interesting that they had Steeler Warlock listed as mid-tier two, which makes sense because it loses to, um, you know, a, a handful of stuff. I, I think, you know, the deck was really polarizing and felt really bad to lose to, but I... I feel like it loses to itself, you know, or. <laughs> yeah. Like when people at first started playing it, um, like no one used firewall or cheats or anything. So they just basically just killed themselves. They played the Malganus and then just immediately ran out of time. But um, people have started adapting and making it like just, just a better, better into. So they started using cheats, obviously firewall. And they've also made the lists much like less time consuming so yeah mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, definitely losing to itself a lot less i am a bit um confused like, like, or a bit um surprised about odd paladin in tier one which i always am i'm always surprised about how, how high odd paladin is but whenever i play it it is really powerful just into the good decks right the meta decks um it's good into secret mage because um it's very unlikely that they draw the Flak Mage usually. They, they don't really have draw except RFG, but most of the time you can not let them pop the RFG. And so by the time they have Flak Mage, you've probably buffed your stuff up, given it Divine Shield, whatever, whatever. Um, Raza Priest makes sense. People don't play it because people are bored of it, but it beats a lot of stuff. It's, it's not even bad. Good. It's built. Yeah. Um, Dark obviously the best deck will always be the best deck. And yeah, Secret Mage because still... So it all makes sense. Um, when you kind of think about it, uh, the Raza Priest and the Odd Paladin, even though at first glance it's a bit, um, off, like, like a bit confusing, because the Dark Lord and the Secret Mage is the one you'd first think about, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Reno Priest, I, like, I can imagine it's still completely fine. I just haven't gone up against a lot of Reno Priest or Raza yeah, Priest. Yeah. Like, they seem Not to have just disappeared. And they assume that it loses to Tiller Warlock, but it doesn't because Tiller Warlock, well, I mean, I, I can't say from experience, but from what I've seen from other people, it 
it's just if you have a clear or like you have a wave of apathy into their low third turn, right? Remember, wave of apathy is a card rather than three ones mm -hmm. into yeah. Or if you have a Reno, Zephyrus from Nova into DK, there's a lot of like rather or like any priest just has a lot of uh, flexible removal, so you can, you can deal with most things. Mechathun, Rat, Elusia, they're, they're cards, right? They exist. So yeah, like uh, I was trying to control priest and. I went Mind Render Lucia into Solarium, and then I played their Cataclysm, and that was great. So, like, stuff like that. Um, yeah. There are ways to, 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 to scam Steel for sure. I was so telling... Yeah, I was telling Blue Train and Ben over the past week, I feel like Raza Priest, it's just... it's It has so many answers for days. I mean, it's slow, but one of the things that I love about it is that you really change your game plan every game depending on what you're facing. And so, yeah. you know, my game plan against aggro is one thing. Against uh, a deck like Odd Warrior is completely different uh, versus the Steeler Warlock. I mean, it's just, it's got a totally different game plan depending on what you're facing. And so it's really fun. It's really versatile. And like, you have all this different utility. And, uh, it's like a puzzle, you know, it's not, it's not as solitaire as some of these OTK decks, but like each turn, there's a lot of choices to be made and, and really it forces you to kind of think on your feet and pivot quite a bit. And I really enjoy it. I mean, I don't think it's, it's like an auto win into anything. It, it's a skill testing, I think. Um, um, I, I will say something is it's often quite annoying to play against Rasa Priest because any arena deck, because it's like, Okay, so, it, as let's say I'm playing Darkler, right? Darkler especially, it's quite, like, it, it's annoying to have Rasa Priest because it's like, okay, so I have to play around Hysteria, I have to play around Shadow Word Death, I have to play around Wave of Apathy, I have to play around Zephyrus, I have to play around Shadow Word, like, uh, or Shadowy for Anduin. So you can't play around 30 different unique, powerful cards. Or with something like Aether Mage or Mozaki Mage, you can't just play around the Elusive. If they have it, you die, right? You cannot play your Biscuits to make it a little harder. But it is quite annoying when they have these cards, like maybe like a, a, a pile of specific cards that deal with, or like one specific card that deals with every situation. And it's like, you some a lot of the time you have to hope they don't have this one card. And um, it it's unfortunate when they do have it. And it's like, what are you going to do? You can't play around 30 cards. So it, 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 it is a little annoying. But it's definitely fun to play Rasa Priest and be like, should I dig to try and find the card that clears the board, or should I just do my semi-clear or something and assume I won't draw? Stuff like that is, um, yeah, it, it's definitely uh, it's definitely fun and hard to play, but to play against can be very frustrating for oh, sure. Yeah. Dark Love player. Like, Hysterion 4, into Zephyrus, into Shadow of Death, into Raised Dead, like, every time! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Zephyrus into Wild Growth, into... Rah rah rah! They always have wapathy. Why? <laughs> <But>, yeah. <laughs> That's oh, great. Man. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Out there, all the Raza priests are just laughing. All the Raza priest players, they <laughs> they, they love it, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, you know, it 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 still loses to things like Dark Lair. When when I play, when, you know, I'm a filthy uh, Raza priest player. And every time I play against Dark Lair, it's like board full, you know, you make them have it, right? You've, you, mm -hmm. they, they play a board full of giants and you're like praying, don't have, 
don't have Lotheb, don't have Lotheb, and they always have Lotheb. And it's like, oh, <laughs> I could just win if it weren't for that card. Uh, but, I mean, th- those are the experiences that you remember. But I think both are very good and both are very skill-testing. So yeah. I, I'm i not surprised to see this this tier list here. I will say I enjoyed versing Raza Priest like, a lot more. When it, it was before, so it was when Raza Priest and Dark Lord were, like, the two by far tier one decks. Um, I can't remember if it was Skullamance or Dark Moon, because so, maybe Secret Mage was also thrown in there. But, like, Quest Mage was played, and it was a lot of fun to verse it, because um, you didn't have Tamsin and Zeth, so mm-hmm. your game plan wasn't as simple as draw the whole deck, kill them. It was like, you really had to... Uh, it was very skill-testing, because if you waste a giant and they kill it, like, it could be the difference between a win and a loss. And it was so, like, your win con was so much lower that you literally keep it in your hand even if you're going first. It was crazy. So, uh, you, you don't have to play around Hysteria. You have to keep every giant. You, you can literally flesh giant on two. If you have Lothab in your hand, you don't. You just save it. And it, it, it was such a, like, such a skill-testing matchup. And for players that don't play Glare, it, they'd be like watching someone who does. They'd be like, "What? What are you doing? You could play like four giants on turn five, and you're just not." But yeah, you really need to do it with Lotha, because um, that's your only win con against Raza Priest. And um, you have to hope they don't have Wapathy, I guess. But hoping mm. that they don't have one card isn't like that's a bit annoying. But but overall, it was it was definitely a lot of fun uh, doing that matchup. And whenever I queued into a Raza Priest, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna have Wapathy again." <laughs> whenever I was mad. But um, yeah, um, it, it, it's it's definitely uh, something that is hard to play, and I'll always remember uh, to play around these specific cards just from like PTSD of just oh he had hysteria last time and he got destroyed because <laughs> um, I've played Razor Priest so much, and so I just have eight cards always in my mind uh, when I'm playing Dark. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I, I know how you feel. Well, you always remember the bad times, right? You remember what they have. And that's that's the one thing that it is really difficult because you have to decide whether, you know, you're going to make... That's what I like to do. I like to make them have it. But then you always kick yourself, right? When you go all in and then they end up having it. But yeah. when it's your win condition, like, I mean, you got to go for it. Yep. Make them have it's always good to do it earlier because then it's less likely that they actually have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, I always get really mad at myself when I save my combo because I'm like, all right, I'll play around this. And I end up getting punished because they draw it later on. And if I just went for it, I would have been fine. But since I waited, thinking like, oh, maybe I'll top deck Lothar, they ended up top decking Hysteria and then I died. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, playing around specific cards... And knowing when you have to not play around it is um, challenging. But it's also pretty frustrating when you don't have a choice and then they do have it. So I do think the matchup's gotten a little more uh, luck-based um, when Hysteria came out and when Tamsin's F came out. But yeah. And it's also gotten more favoured for Glare, for sure. <laughs> like, it used to be around 50-50, but now it's, like, 55-45 for Glare because they have Tam... If you're a Zeph Glare. If you don't have Zeph... It's still favored because you run Arcane Golem. But anyway, enough enough about Glare. <laughs> nice. Well, hey, yeah, we we are now like one week into the mini set. And so I was curious to get everybody's thoughts on 
the Wailing Caverns mini thought uh, mini set and how you thought you know are are we seeing any new cards being played? Are we seeing any new archetypes or new combos or anything like that? Uh, so yeah, Maxi, let me start with you. Have you have you had a chance to play with any of the new cards, uh, whether it's standard or wild? And do you see any new archetypes emerging, or you know, what are your initial thoughts? Well, I mean, compared to yes. the last mini set, there's definitely way less car, uh, like good stuff. But um, there, there were a few things that I thought would be cool. So like, Seed Cloud Buckler in Odd Paladin was cool. So you get six damage for three mana, and you give all your lads Divine Shield by turn five. So you can kind of do it with Quartermaster, where you make them three threes, and they have Divine Shield, and it's like insane trades. Mm -hmm. Um. It's not that good because three durability takes a while. It, I also thought maybe you go Seed Cloud Buckler, get two swings in, and then Hero Power and Muster for Battle or something like that because that breaks the weapon and uh, triggers it after you summon the 1-1. One -one. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, so that wasn't quite good enough because they have this new package of uh, Conviction and the new 1-1. One -one, so it, the list is really tight, which is unfortunate. But um, I, I did like that card. I've also been trying, I, I think I got like, Six with a rally paladin, or not not rally, sorry, tax paladin or call to arms paladin mm -hmm. that ran one galloping savior, one redemption, and one judgment of justice. So no one really knew what the secret was, and it was so satisfying when they just like attacked my one one divine shield with a cloud prince, and then boom, it becomes a one one and just dies, and then they just concede <laughs> because yes. like that's because nobody expects it because nobody even runs that. But it, I ended up cutting it because Judgment of Justice is really just a worse redemption. And if you think about a card like Auto Defense Matrix, when a minion gets attacked, give it Divine Shield. This is a slightly better version of that, but that card was never close to seeing play. So if you if you compare it to something like that, it's really um, not very strong. Um, I was playing a lot of Control Priest and Inner Fire Priest. So Control Priest, yeah, so the thing I was talking about, Corvette made. I like against all odds because you can use it with Wave of Apathy and also it's like five mana, clear some good stuff. The only problem is it won't get rid of giants. But like against Odd Paladin, it's really good. Gets rid of the one ones or the three threes. Um against Steel Warlock it's good because it gets rid of Colossus and Malganus. Um it won't get rid of the Steeler or the, the four three that gives you immune, but it gets rid of the big stuff and that's good. It gets mm -hmm. rid of the low third. Um I also play some Inner Fire Priest with the new Cleric of Anshi and Devout Dungeoneer. So you get some minions that uh, maybe can just get you a card that buffs them so they stick. Because the, the, the problem with Identify Priest, if your minion doesn't stick, you only have like 10 minions in the deck, you play one, it doesn't stick, you're so screwed. So it's 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 kind of like sometimes you just only draw spells and you're like, if I got one minion, it would be like a 60-60, but no. Um, so it's good to have, like, a couple new minions that you can run in that. I also like, um, Shroud of Concealment for Rogue. Now you have Swindle and Shroud of Concealment. And I theorycrafted a really dumb, like, you run three minions, like, double efficient Octobot and Edwin. And, and then you just have a bunch of spells. And you play, like, ten cards on, like, turn three in Edwin. Because you have a bunch of stuff that draws minions. So you can consistently get Edwin. <laughs> but it's so bad. Because you go, like, Edwin and Conceal. And then they just go like Zephyrus Deadly Shot. But whatever. That, that was <laughs> You could do Malagos Rogue or any combo rogue now has a lot of targeted draw, which is always really powerful. I don't think Savory Deviate Delight. I mean, in Rogue, like, why are you putting it in Rogue? Put that thing in Warlock and, yeah, sure, they get 
like uh, then Scam Warlock would be funny. You'd have Double No Ferrari, Ticketus, Double Delight, and um, Demonic Project, and you'd have just so much stuff to beat any combo deck. But no, Rogue, of course, the deck that is really aggro. Um, so I'll never use that, I think. Shaman got really powerful cards. The Dungeoneer and the Wailing Vapor. Dealer of Souls, obviously. I like Crash for Warrior. I think it'll actually see play. Um, and all the neutral cards, pretty bad, pretty underwhelming. So, yeah, that's my take on the mini set. Nice, nice. Hey, if your if you're, uh, rogue there turns out to be pretty good, let me know because I want an excuse to play my golden Edwin that's just sitting there <laughs> doing doing absolutely nothing. There's no way it'll be good. You, you play, like, <laughs> usually it's like turn five, you get Edwin, and I run, like, double Sinister Strike, double Cold Blood, double Eviscerate, so you want to conceal it and then just kill them the next turn. But you have to get so lucky, and then they'll still do something. Wave of Apathy into Shadow of Death. You know, something. They always have it. They always have it. So it's 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 a work in progress, let's say. <laughs> that I want it to <laughs> That's great. Uh, maybe we'll have, like, a card one day that just like zero mana duplicate your edwin twice and you can have like three 12 12s i mean it's yeah. wild right <laughs> well, I mean, charge to rogue that would be fun mm, give, give your edwin charge yeah. <laughs> there we go there we go that's a good idea that's great <laughs> hydra have you had a chance to play with the new cards yet I'm really excited that um, they're actually doing something about Stealer of Souls so we can maybe see more of the new cards. Right. Because I, I, I feel like it's dominated the meta so much. But um, one card that I feel that I definitely underrated, and I don't even remember what score I gave it, but uh, it's certain uh, Serpent Bloom. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, the the zero mana give your one of your beasts poisonous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is actually just so legit that like throw it in any hunter deck. Like it is, like wait, I've been playing um, uh, an aggro hunter, and when you you got all these small minions like Spring Paw that have rush, or you've got your Desert Spear that creates something that has rush. It's just a zero mana kill something. Like it yeah. is way more powerful than I gave it credit. Like completely. It's like targeted plague of flames for one minion, but for zero, like that's that's pretty good. It's like zero and hunter's mark is probably the best way to think about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Must it's like that. Have that many cards to have a card that powerful? Just zero mana, uh, zero mana. Just kill one of your one ones and kill Ysera or something like that's insane. And then there's like the the whole like god play of playing it with <laughs> dread scale, um, and just clearing everything. But like, doesn't happen very often. But uh, I I I just want to say that that card, whatever I did give it, I probably should have given it like at least a point or two higher. Right like, for sure. Yeah, uh, and I'm looking forward to see if more of this this set is is playable. I know Nate, you you ended up crafting something in gold recently, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? I I will say I think it's all I like I like it when someone proves us wrong, you know? I mean, someone had commented on the YouTube video last week 
and was saying that like, hey, you guys were, you know, I, I like all your hot takes except uh, Primal Dungeoneer. You guys were way wrong on that one. That card's really good. I was like, you know what? I like being wrong. That's great. Like anytime, <laughs> anytime there's a card that does better than we thought it was going to, like, cool. That's it. That's good. A, like that's a new card that we get to play. So I'm that makes me excited and I don't mind being wrong. I mean, we it's so difficult to to look at these cards in a vacuum and then try to guess like is it actually going to be good? Like probably not. And then it turns yeah. out to be good. Like that's okay. I'm I'm happy with that. I I think that that's that's all right. Uh um, I just like X that every card could go in. Yeah. Like, like the shaman is so sick. You can use it with Reno shaman. You can use it with um Agro shaman as draw, just just draw for shaman with a body, or just draw in general with a body. It's really powerful. Yeah, well, and with that's what shaman needed some draw. I mean, they're yeah. they're, and it's really targeted spells and elementals. Like that's insane. Yeah, you, it's pretty good. Does have a um, the constraint of nature spell. Yeah, but still. But yeah, for me, um, so I had hit legend early um, last week, and so I legend and wild, and so I switched over to playing some standard and still trying to grind out demon hunter wins. I'm now a little bit over 400. Uh, I've been playing a lot of death rattle demon hunter, and so where I really wanted to try out the new cards was um, in that deck, and so I've been playing a lot of fell, fell rattler, which which is basically like swipe on a stick because it has rush. Mm. So it, so it does three damage and then one to everything. So it can take out a four health minion. The damage yeah. the damage doesn't go face, and so there's that. Um, but but in general, I like the card. It seems strong. Uh, I've been enjoying the uh, devouring ectoplasm. It's I don't know for a while there. Like I was getting the wind fury minion like every single time, and I was <laughs> like, this card is just bugged. I don't know. Uh, and I'm getting other ones now, but. It's better than I thought it was going to be. I, I like it. Um, and then I've been testing out uh, Archdruid Narrowlex, which it's a little bit it's a little bit slow, but the cards that it gives you have won me games. I mean, the five mana AOE, uh, the buff, or you you know you play it on three and then you drop a seven six dragon on four is is pretty yeah. is pretty fun. Uh, you know, I don't I know if it's good, but it's definitely fun. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, sorry, uh, Maxi, uh, go for it. What were you going to say? Um, yeah, I, I, th I think it is probably underrated. You can do it in something like Odd Warrior or any odd deck. Like, I, I don't know. You, I, I want to try it in something like Odd Paladin so you get something sticky. I mean, it's, it's really slow, but, like... I don't know. It'll be cool to just get like a dream that saves you. It's like you get a sap. Boss. Mm -hmm. The only yeah. thing is, it's very you can't you can't know what you're getting. So I think and the reason I think the reason that it works in the Death Rattle Demon Hunter, like it's definitely a tempo loss, right? It's a three mana do nothing for two turns, uh, yeah. and it generates some random cards. But I think where where it's worked out pretty well in the Death Rattle Demon Hunter is that um, a lot of times. You've got minions in hand, your minions on board die, and they drop the minions from hand. And so you can play this, uh, and and the, you make up for the tempo loss by triggering the death rattles of your other minions. That makes sense. And so it's not a, yeah. it's not a total loss where, like, I don't like know. Those, yeah. Yeah, so you 
play those three mana death rattles, right? Because you want to pull them off the razor ball, and then you want that to pull whatever you pull off the razor ball. You want that to pull another one. So you'd kind of rather just play a three mana do nothing because you're not paying for those death rattles anyway. Yeah. So because yeah, yeah th those three drops you want you want a three drop that isn't death rattle. So. You don't feel like you're wasting your mana by playing it. Mm -hmm. No, that totally but, makes sense. Makes you feel way better about playing the card. <laughs> when yeah. the other ones are free, right? Uh, you know, my only other thoughts uh, on the mini set were that, yeah, it sounds like uh, I was wrong about uh, Primal Dungeoneer. For those people who are listening, uh, may not be familiar with the card. This is the Shaman card that draws you a spell. And if it's a nature spell, then it also draws you an elemental. Uh, it seems like a lot of people are having um, success playing it in uh, in in decks. I saw Slizzle earlier playing an aggro elemental shaman. It looks like it was No Way's list, um, and uh, a couple other people. I think Otters was playing a similar list, and I'm excited to try that type of thing out. Happy to be proven wrong, and I think I'm sitting right around 30 wins away from 1K shaman right now, and so. Uh, trying some new stuff, you know, it, and it looks like that uh, Elemental Shaman is maybe actually a thing now in Standard, and so I might bounce back and forth and just play both because um, I'm like new Branks in, in Standard, and it's like, I don't want to say easy wins, but it's definitely easier when you're up in like gold than it is in, in Legend. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm enjoying myself, though. It's kind of fun. Anyways, yeah, I, I, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think that um, the meta might shift a little bit or that we might start seeing more of these cards with the uh, Stealer of Souls Warlock going away, that yeah. maybe there will be some more room for experimentation. Uh, I have I'm not just... tried Anaconda yet. I just haven't got around to it, but hopefully Neither soon. Crush did seem pretty good, surprisingly. It's slow, but, but powerful. Um, yeah. Because it's slow, but against aggro, you, you get that armor, and that's really good. Yeah. Um, Did you guys see that screenshot that Ben Hearthstone had of Crash frozen, like, at the top of his screen? Oh, like, yeah, I saw that. Lo looking, like, right at you? I'm not editing a picture. I was like, what the hell? It was, it was amazing. <laughs> um, so I was going to say, the only thing is, with Steel or Leaving, the main things that got buffed by the mini set uh, I think this is kind of unfortunate. It was that they were they were pretty good against Dealer, from what I know. So mainly the the Shaman and the Hunter, right? Which are quite aggressive. So they and they have charge and stuff. Well, no, no, the Hunter has charge. The the Shaman also has burst from hand. So I think those were fine against Dealer. So Dealer going away, I don't think changes their win rate a whole lot. But but the slower stuff like um Reno Warrior, I think, will be a, a lot of fun to try. Uh, I, I want to try some Reno where I with Archdruid and Aralax and Mutinous and stuff like that. It's probably pretty good. Sounds and there's Arthur as well. Yeah, that's actually... Whoa, how could you make a really good Reno where I bet it's possible. <laughs> now I want to try it. Nice. Hey, I, I'd love to see what you come up with. That'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> I need to craft a 9 mana as well. I still haven't done that. Mm. Uh, it's really fun. I don't think it was as good at first, and I think it's been getting a little bit better. Uh, yeah, a lot of new stuff for it. I love it in the Death Rattle Demon Hunter. I think it's it's surprisingly strong. I know it's kind of slow, and I've seen people start cutting it lately, but it's so fun. So yeah, I enjoy it. the 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 buff to nine 
is is what it needed to be played. So that's yeah, been exciting. Uh, well, let's let's switch over a little bit and talk about what we've been playing. Um, and so, Hyder, let me ask you. Uh, you had mentioned you were playing um, a hunter deck earlier. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So I was hunting around on Twitter a little bit for something different to play. And I saw Otters had posted a list uh, that he got seven, break 73 Legend with the other day. And he credited Corbett Games with the the list. And so this is just a straight up aggro beast hunter that uh, everything is under three mana till you get to the very, very top where you have one Ringland, Ringland's rifle. Uh, two Tundra Rhinos and two Corridor Creepers. And so basically you can flood the board really quickly with your beasts. And uh, you've got the Serpent Blooms that you can get through those big taunts. And um, it just, like, it can be really fast. You can also play it a little differently where it almost feels like Embig and Druid a little bit where if you kind of start off with not the best hand and you've got you ended up with a master's call you can draw some beasts and then you can play because that what's that that's going to do is it's going to corrupt your don't feed the animals and you can so say turn three you can master's call draw three beasts and then don't feed the animals twice on turn four now you have really 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 big guys in your hand so like like your your snow flipper penguin only costs one Right. And so that comes out as a five, five. And then, so you've got your spring paws, your alley cats, your timber wolves, your wolfer, wolper tingers. Those are all one cost beasts. And so you can just like, I, I've had people concede at that point where <laughs> you just have these big boys coming out for such cheap, cheap mana. And then of course, uh, like we said before, you have the the god draw board clear of the dread scale plus the serpent bloom, which doesn't happen very often. And I don't recommend necessarily saving the cards just to be able to do it. But what it does happen, it's pretty funny. <laughs> That's cool. Well, and there's yeah, some like I'm gonna go that you just stick a dread scale and hit him for four every time. Uh, yeah. I see. I mean, there's potential OTK combo here, depending on how you did it. Like, I'm looking at the scavenging hyena and the tundra rhino. So, like, I just run all my little one ones into their thing, make a gigantic uh, hyena, and then go face with it. Oh yeah, yeah. And the, the tundra rhino's got gives everything charge, right? So yeah, yeah. It's it's just beautiful. Corridor creepers. Should we be ready? What's that? Um, imagine um, Buzzard and Rush Warrior. <laughs> yeah, uh, Buzzard is is awesome. Sometimes, like you just run it out when you can get any sort of draw off of it. Like it's it's so cheap now and e efficient, right? So you can run it out. You can Wolper Tinger. You can use it with Spring Paw or Alley Cat, and even just get one or two cards off of it. Like it's still it's still a good deal. Your desert spear is awesome with the serpent bloom because um, it just helps you bust through whatever you need to. It's just, it's really fun. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm going to play with it a lot more this coming weekend and just keep jamming it because I like Hunter and, and this is, they're fast. You can get under 
you know, the the nemesis that's in the meta right now. <laughs> nice. And uh, yeah, just give her. So very cool. Um. So uh, Infinite Aggress, I said the deck's more expensive than Sacred Mage, but I would say the epics and legendary. So you need fe- don't feed the animals, but you don't really need Dread Scale. You don't really need Rindling's Rifle. No. You don't really need Coral Creeper. So those stuff you can kind of cut for like I don't think he. Oh no, he does. Well, I don't know. You could you could cut it for like Scavenger's Ingenuity. I don't think he runs. Um, just there's some like other fine beasts. I'm sure there are like Diamond or something like that. You don't what really need the expensive cards. But you really you kind of need Sage and you kind of need like uh, like a Ridge Fair game and stuff. So it 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 can be cheaper. To, to be honest, than Secret Mage. Yeah, you could definitely build a, a really good budget version of this in Duval, for sure. I think if you, you know, a good a good budget option for this would be um, Kill Command also, like three mana uh, yeah. spell oh. that's that's basic. You got a bazillion beasts, so it's always going to do five damage. Yeah. So that, right alongside a zero mana Snow Flipper Penguin. Yeah, I, I kind of like that inclusion. If, if you're on a budget, that seems good to me. So yeah, yeah no, it seems strong, especially I know, you know. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, Maxi, go for it. Um, I know, like a so disguised toast used to play. I remember he did like a free to play, and um, he he made a beast hunter with like alley cat and um this that six mana six five that summons two. What is it? The uh, I can't remember what it's called. That uh, that summons two two twos and kill command, and it was just a really really cheap beast hunter that could curve out with. Diamond into Crackling Razor more mm-hmm. and just stats and a scavenging hyena that sticks. And so it's definitely possible. And like, sure, there are a few more rares or whatever. Like, it, or not even. Does this deck have any rares? I don't think this deck has a single rare. But there's a there's a couple more expensive cards that you need to run. Like, don't feed the animals. But it's still still pretty easy. One thing that's that's kind of funny is quite often your hyena has been hit by a don't feed the animals. So it's not as easy to kill as you would think when it first comes out because it's already buffed. Yeah. And so it's way more sticky. <laughs> which is pretty awesome. And you have all of the rush options, which you just grow it and you grow it. and Yeah, you can d- throw it out with like a, you know, a Razor Maw, give it stealth, give it divine shield. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. Razor Maw is like really good at helping get your minions to stick like, you know, Tim, uh, like, like you have a lot of minions that have a really strong effect. Buzzard, uh, Timberwolf, uh, the Hyena, stuff like that that you really want to stick. Of course, Dreadscale is the strongest card. You need that to <laughs> stick. And, um, yeah, you can use the Razor to help out. I, I think Razor really underrated. Like, Adapt is it's so good. It can give you Wind Fury as well on your Hyena. Um, yeah, fun fact, Clack- Crackling Razormaw is my son's all-time favorite card in all of Hearthstone. Oh, that's great. I love it. It was his favorite. He used to, um, what you were talking about earlier, Maxi, he played uh, a similar deck to what uh, Disguised Host was playing. He ran Alley Cats and Dire Moles and all that stuff. Yeah. Good yeah, maybe, maybe Maybe I'll make this deck for him. And he was talking about playing again recently. That'd be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I still want my, so I tried to uh, I tried to like log into my brother's account or like he tried to as well so we could do because he played DMH Warrior and we had no idea what we were doing it was because it's like the hardest <laughs> deck um, and this was a while ago when we both really sucked and um, we crafted 
We literally crafted the the two mana two four that tries to draw your opponent an extra card. Because we're like, oh, this deck's mill. Um, mill your opponent with a cold light oracle. <laughs> so we crafted like the dark fisher or something. Yeah, it's um, it's the Nat Pagle, but the other one, Nat the Dark yeah, Fisher. Yeah. That's great. So we, we definitely knew what we were doing, and um, I, I wanted to do do that again with him. But the, we couldn't log into the account. It didn't work. So. I don't know what's going on. I, I, I might try again, see if I can figure it out. Because they can't just delete your account because you don't play. No, no, they can They can help you unlock it. Yeah, their customer service can help you unlock it. And if anything, you might get a free deck when you log in if it's been a while. Oh, you probably do. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Okay. The sword, dancing swords. Dancing swords. And I was like, why do you run Dirty Rat? And I just didn't run that. I'd rather run Nat, the Dark Fisher, and Dancing Swords than Dirty Rat. I was, I was so good. Oh, gosh, that's awesome. That's, that's hilarious. So, Nate, what, what did you... You mentioned you've been playing some Murloc Shaman, hey? Yeah, so I've been hanging out with Blue Train and, uh, and, and NHL and 6J and Ben and some of those folks over in Burns Discord playing. And, uh, yeah, I played a lot of um, Murloc Shaman over the past week. And it's fun. It's just, it's super fun. I think it is, I was chatting with Blue Train earlier and he's, he's like the, my local shaman expert. I think that this is probably the strongest shaman deck at the moment, or, or at least maybe the most, most powerful. I don't know, but it's, it's really fun. It's really fast. Um, I, I really like it. I mean, you, you, it's pretty straightforward to play. I mean, you always want a one drop, but it curves out really well. So one, two, and three, um, underbelly angler is like an infinite, uh, like Murloc generator. And I think with this past set, um, the deck really got a lot of the tools that it needed that it didn't have. Like it wasn't good enough previously. Um, but now you've got, uh, no fin can stop us, which is really strong. Mm -hmm. Um, the nerf to crab rider hurt, but, it still feels strong. Um, I really, really like uh, Lushwater Scout. It's the one three that gives when you play a, a minion, it gives a plus one attack, I think, and rush. And so that into like Mermy is really strong. Um, Toxfin is a good is a good card. Um, and and again, that you have that same kind of wombo combo here with Firemancer, Flurgle, and the, the Toxfin. That's a full board clear. And uh, that's a lot of fun as well. And so, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just an absolute blast. And so, um, I might, I might play it later tonight. I'm still kind of grinding away those shaman wins at about thirty games away, but getting really close to the one k and uh, having an absolute blast. So, yeah, big, big shout out and thank you to Blue Train for for spending some time teaching me how to play okay. this and uh, good people. Yeah, and uh, I had a lot hey, of fun with it. So. If Maxi can play a thousand Warlock games in a week, you can definitely get 30 wins in the next couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was so so. Kenray wanted to bring Murloc Shaman last week. I'm, I'm pretty sure he ended up bringing it. Yeah, he did. And um, I was trying it out because he was playing Odd Warrior against Murloc Shaman. For some reason, he made me play Murloc Shaman against Odd Warrior, which is quite rude. But yeah, so. I tried it, and it's so satisfying getting, like, um, Underbelly Angler, and if it sticks, you get to so much value, and it's good to oh, have... Oh, tons, like, yeah. Um, it's it's definitely really powerful, because it just means you beat the other aggro decks. I, I, I really think Shaman 
is that one class that is anti that has anti aggro aggro like you know even shaman murloc shaman even like aggro shaman you just you just go over the top with stats and you're a bit um you're a bit slow because most of the time you're trying to give your stuff extra health and stuff like that or like plus one one which isn't that crazy against control but it means you get good trades because giving it plus one one your opponent say plays their cards because they think oh this will mean i get the right trade and then you drop a rock pool hunter so you get really good trades but against control they're gonna clear stuff no matter what you do so it's not like you're you're randomly giving it plus one one like, like, like the, the instant speed kind of thing makes mm -hmm. it strong your opponent doesn't play around it but um against control you're just giving your thing plus one attack which isn't that great they're still just gonna get rid of it yeah but, um, i felt yeah, like that uh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, with control, it kind of feels like you gotta go all in. I mean, you're not gonna win yeah. the long game, so you gotta go as aggressively as possible and and just jam. You know, you're looking for uh, a low curve, and you're looking to play minions on one, two, and three, and just smash face. I think um, as fast as you can because you're not gonna win. I mean, there's potential, but it's really difficult to win the long game. There's probably um, no point in overthinking it. No, but I, I agree with what you said, Maxi, in terms of out aggroing aggro. Like, I mean, I, I was facing other aggro decks, um, odd odd paladin and pirate warrior, and because you can go wide and you can buff your stuff relatively easy, um, you know, you you do pretty well against those decks. And yeah, so, yeah, I had a blast with it. You you have the ice fishing as well to like get some refill, some mm -hmm. actual draw. Also, the the main thing that I uh, just realized is like. The Lushwater Scout and the so uh, the South Coast Chieftain or Chief Finn, sorry, um, like the new the new stuff is just so good against aggro. Yeah, like it's uh, like how Pirate Warrior runs that two two that deals two damage. Yeah, it's just having clears and then you you uh, with Mermy and Spawn Pool Forager uh, with the Lushwater Scout, it's insane. You just get Omega Rush and you can clear anything like. Just a simple one mana one one with reborn becomes deal four to minions for one, and and it usually stick it because it's a one three. So yeah, that could also help go over the top. Obviously the flurgle and toxin. You have so much board clear, and also a lot of board presence. So yeah, yeah, yeah. but but it, yeah, it just seems a bit uh, slow against control in the meta. But uh, uh, luckily there's a lot of aggro, and when soul steel goes away, that's another control deck gone. So it should be like really powerful. And as soon as Soul, Soul Stealer goes, I'm gonna play a bunch of Aether Mage because aggro, hmm. like the, the the aggro that's happening is probably gonna be mainly Darkler and stuff like that. That's very board based, but less just go face because you don't need to run go face aggro. So Aether Mage can survive. It can beat stuff like Odd Paladin, Handbuck Paladin, um, Darkler. Well, Darkler actually a bad matchup if they run Zeph, but if they don't, you can beat that kind of stuff. And it's such a fun deck to play because you play like 50 cards in a turn. But anyway, I've, I've changed the subject. All <laughs> good. <laughs> well, let's let's sort of switch gears here a little bit and jump into our weekly challenge. I wanted to take a look at what we had been up to over the last week because uh, we had a really fun one here that was brought to us by Ben Harstone that... Um, thematically we were right in line with the new mini set being released and so last week's challenge was using mutinous the devourer 
again, this is the the new legendary Murloc with the battle cry: "Eat a minion in your opponent's hand, gain its stats." And so, our challenge, our listener challenge for last week was. Who can make the biggest stat mutinous through eating your opponent's minions? And we had some people participate. Uh, big shout out to uh, our runner-up wildcard. He um, did pretty incredible. He had two minions that were really high stats. So the first off is 15-19 uh, mutinous. And then he, he had one other that was a 14 uh 1421. So so huge, huge. Like this is really cool to see happen, right? And uh, that's just our runner-up. So the winner uh, is Kendra. our winner is our uh, friend Kenray. And so <laughs> check this out. The, the screenshot got a little buggy for some reason, but you can see it here with a twenty-eight, twenty-eight mutinous. Wow! Right? That's crazy. <laughs> so I see a brand there. So what, what happened here? He he ate uh, a couple of something. Yeah. So not only did he. Uh, eat a couple of somethings um <laughs> it so i th i think that i think that this was kind of a combo here because um kenray was able to get his opponent two copies of deathwing and then used bran and like ate them both or ate it twice or something it was something like that right i could be wrong I, it was something like that but basically uh here's the screenshot but yeah the ticket or the mutinous ate two deathwings or, or maybe it just ate the Deathwing twice because of Bran. Is that that's probably more accurate? Okay, so on the taskbar, right, or whatever, on the left, uh -huh. you could expired merchant into Silas. So I assume the expired merchant discarded the Deathwing, mm -hmm. um, Silas, and gave his opponent the merchant. That's what it looks like happened. Um, and then maybe killed it off into uh, double mutinous. I think it, it looks like that's what happened. Um, maybe that looks he did about it all right. Because it's, I also see that he has a one five that um at the end of your end of a turn effects trigger twice. So I think he did that with um Thorasan because you can also see that um it's it, it's none of that stuff is from his opponent. So clearly he did this all in one turn. So I think what he did is made it all cost two less. Then goes expired merchant for the discarding deathling, swap it, kill it off, um and all this stuff costs two less. So you're paying zero mana, then five mana, then zero mana, um and then you go coin uh bran and the the, the murloc because also that murloc as you see as he hovered it cost five so it seems like he did the double emperor thurasan ticks mm. oh, I, yeah. I could be pretty sure that's that it's what it looks like happened and um so he gave his opponent the deathwing and, and double killed it with a mutinous for a total of 11 mana so he had to have the coin apparently wait sure. did you have a quest on? can i check um because if he has a quest going on he might have used that three two that gives him the coin i don't know oh, I, maybe. I, I think that seems like it's what happened i got that insane mutinous. i think but it's hard to tell but yeah 28 28 is incredible like i've never seen one that large before so uh that's pretty cool that's pretty cool <laughs> okay um, I, I i really didn't think it was gonna get that big no right <laughs> <laughs> well that's 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 awesome i i you know, all we said in terms of rules, all we said is it has to get that big by eating something else. You can yeah. put, you can use all your tricks. What we didn't want to see is like, you can't play your mutinous and then buff it with like, you know, kind of. 
you know yeah with any sort of buff cards like yeah. that's that's not the spirit it has to get the stats by eating something so if you want to use brand that's fine if you want to reduce mana cost that's fine whatever uh yeah so this is great so kenray congratulations uh, we'll, we'll reach out and you get uh, a couple of packs on us plus plus a bunch of bragging rights so that's super <laughs> cool um very exciting uh we do have a uh, another listener challenge this week that uh, is brought to you as an idea by Maxibon. So the the challenge for this week is to play the most cards possible in a single turn. Like how many cards can you play in one single turn? Um, so this is going to be a little bit diff- difficult to prove. Uh, so what I, what uh, my ask here on this one is. Um, rather than sending us a bazillion screenshots, like please send us a, send us a link to like an HS replay or a Firestone replay, or um, or uh, you know or video video it on your screen or on your phone somehow or whatever. I mean, if you want to send us a million screenshots, like we can look at the sidebar, but like I don't want to do that. <laughs> if I'm being honest, yeah. Um, and so here's the deal be because uh th- this has to be done apm style so you're playing this either on ladder or in casual um but it's got to be in constructed number one no tavern brawl because you could go hog wild in this week's tavern brawl because you pay life for stuff and so that's that's out of the question uh but you can do it in casual you can do it in ladder you cannot play against the innkeeper you can't do it in like a solo mode basically because there's no timer uh, and you can't play against a friend because that's that's too easy. So um, play, you know, the challenge is the most cards played in a single turn. Um, and yeah, what you want to do is send us a copy of your link to your HS replay or your Firestone replay or video recording. If you have to do screenshots, I, I guess you can. But if you could try to make them more easily digestible for us somehow. That would be preferred. Um, I feel like taking screenshots while you're APMing might be hard. That would sort yeah. of defeat the purpose. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you'd lose valuable time for sure. Uh, the way that you get these to us is in our Discord. So um, there is a channel called Weekly Challenges. Uh, just post them there. You can post your link, um, and uh, you know, or, or whatever. If it's if you have some kind of video file, you might have to put it up on like a uh, Dropbox or Google Drive or something and, and link it to us. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm interested to see uh, how that goes and see who can play the most cards in one turn. I think that Maxi has uh, <laughs> maybe maybe part- participating in this, this one with some ideas uh, already. Yeah. So I'm excited to see <laughs> how that goes. Yeah. I need Zuma APM. that's hilarious i'm looking forward to seeing to seeing like the count start at i love these types of challenges where it's like oh this person played 12 cards in a turn oh like well this person just played 15 right like oh it's so fun to watch people like one up each other yeah it's great if they do it just from playing random stuff like maybe someone will just play you know, APM mage or something and just happen to play that many. Or they'll do some specific combo where they can, like, play for the, like, like, maybe Aether Mage. I don't think this is correct, which is why I'm just saying. Like, if you do Aether Mage and you just do Antonidas, you can play Infinite Fireballs. 
but it will take ages and you'll eventually need to kill someone. You need to clear your own board, then fire <laughs> for your own Antonite. It doesn't really work. So, um, that, that's a bit challenging to do. You'd have to, like, you can't even target anything that's immune. So, so you can't really do that. Uh, you can't do Aether Mage. You can't just spam fireballs and then eventually kill someone because that's not enough spells, probably. Unless you somehow make a big minion. Seems, seems too challenging to me, though. I'm going to try something else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right, you guys. Well, I think that that pretty much kind of wraps up the show for us. Um, we had a lot of fun tonight, though. Uh, before we go, uh, definitely do want to say um, a big shout out, a big thank you to the patrons of our show. Um, so first off, thank you to Shokunin, who is the executive producer of our show. Uh, thank you very, very much for all of your support. And also thank you to our patrons, Disruptor108, Claudette G, Daniel B, Wildcard, Aramorn, Ben From Work, AJ Gomez, and Number Theory. Thank you all very much for being patrons of the show. We appreciate your support. If anybody watching or listening is interested in supporting the show financially, you can visit our website at borntobewildhs.com. If you click on the Find Us page, there is a link to our Patreon. Um, We've got uh, plans as, as low as a dollar a month, and uh, we, we appreciate any support that we can get. It is definitely not required. Uh, we, we are happy just to have people watching and listening. So uh, th thank you all very much. Uh, that being said, if you are somebody who's on Twitch a lot and you are interested in unlocking our emotes, you can do that by subscribing to our channel here on Twitch. Um, Finally, a uh, big shout out and thank you also to Firestone Deck Tracker who has provided us with uh, premium access. It is a very, very fun deck tracker. We enjoy using it. Their UI is absolutely gorgeous. And uh, I know they're they're relatively uh, new to the scene, but they're uh, open to suggestion, making a lot of updates lately. And uh, it's just kind of exciting to see all of that unfold. Uh, you can download it for free at firestoneapp.com. There is a premium version. It costs $2.99 a month. If you're interested in removing the ads, I don't feel like it's really necessary because they don't get in the way of anything. But uh, that is available if anybody is interested. Um, Maxi, thank you so much for joining us tonight, especially all, all the way from Australia. Uh, it's we're, we're, we're here on Friday night. It is Saturday morning where you're at. And so uh, it's always interesting dealing with uh, time zones, especially international ones. But um, thank you yep. so I much for hanging out with us so tonight. Much. It's been a blast. Yeah, we really, really appreciate it. It's, it's, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, it was great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And um, hey, before we go, um, would you like to tell people where they can find you if they want to interact with you online or, or follow your content, watch your YouTube videos or um, right. anything um, like that? Yeah. So I have Twitch, uh, twitch.tv forward slash maxivon1234. And I also have a Twitter, which is kind of, it's like my name, but I kind of screwed it up. I think it's max underscore out but it's meant to be my full name i don't know how it suddenly got to like half of my full name because <laughs> my full name is max out. um well maximilian technically but max underscore out i'm pretty sure is my twitter <laughs> should be um and yeah yeah so my twitch is maxibon123 or twitch.tv forward slash maxibon1234 excellent and uh yeah any any uh any other shout-outs or anything that you wanted to do before we uh, 
before before we call it a night? Um. Well, Bray, Bradioactive, <laughs> asked for a shout out. I don't even think he he streams anything, but sure. And Kenray, uh, pretty sure he's. I don't know if he still streams, but um, at least go and drop a follow because he's been helping me out on Born to Be Wild, uh, the listener series. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's chill. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, hey, we're rooting for you in the finals. Uh, really yeah. excited to to see how that all plays out. And um, yeah, thanks again oh, for for joining us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you for having me on. Absolutely, right. Hydra. Where can people find you? You guys can find me on Twitter and Twitch at hydralisk underscore hs, and you can always come and find me and everybody else here and a bunch more people in our discord i highly recommend everybody come check it out we've got a great community there we've got deck lists for every single class and just great discussion and it's a really good community so if uh, that's something you're looking for in the wild community come check it out nice uh as for me i'm very active on twitter you can find me at nate wolf tcg it's n-a-t-e-w-o-l-f-e tcg and uh, more importantly, you can find the show at borntobewildhs.com. Again, borntobewildhs.com. On our website, you will find links to uh, all of our audio podcasts. We've got some uh, parody songs up there. We've got links to our YouTube and uh, and then links also to our um, the Discord channel and, and things like that. Uh, also, if you're looking for uh, wild players or wild streamers to follow every single guest that we've had on the show, uh, links links to them are up on our website as well. And so we've got links to their YouTube pages and, and Twitters and Twitches and all of that stuff. And so uh, definitely recommend checking it out. Um, yeah, that that is it for us tonight. We will be back again next Friday with another special guest. And uh, thank you to everyone who uh, is listening, especially to those of you who are watching us live. It's, it's always fun to, to hang out and interact with you all. So we will see you all next week on another new episode of Born to be Wild. Bye. See ya. Bye. 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 Born to be Wild.